All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. Alright, on this episode of the follow-through with Clips and Drew, we discuss Drew's fucked up bracket. Is Marvin Bagley better than DeAndre Ayton? Two more soldiers go down on the wounded warriors. Tyrone Lue takes a leave of absence. Kyrie Irving's same knees hurt again. And the race for the playoffs is crazy tight. We also have an exclusive interview with the shoe guru, the wear-testing genius Nightwing himself. Stay tuned, it's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that shit. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard like this before. What up, podcast world? What's up, everyone? It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew. You already know. It's episode 26. It is indeed. I don't even want to talk about number 26 yet, Drew. We'll get into that in a minute. All right. Today's a big day, Drew. What happened today? Come on, Drew. Today is a big fucking day. Yeah, I know what happened. I want I want to tell you about how it happened. Okay. okay? I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. Boogers in my eye. Oh, as usual. The usual 4.30 in the morning clips, waking up. Get the crust out your eye. Get the crust out your eye clips. Uh, Laying in my bed, doing my usual as soon as 4.30 hits. Grab the phone, check IG, see what I missed in the last three hours. What I missed was the fact that we hit, Drew, number nine on the top ten podcasts in the world. Number nine. Fucking Nine people. We Nick Van Exeld the shit God. out of our podcast. Nick Van Exel, this is to you, buddy. It should be the Nick Van Exel episode, but Drew, let, let's keep it real. There are a million and one podcasts in the world. That's right. In sports and rec, and the fact that we hit top ten today was uh, I was I was shocked. This is what we've been working for, people. We have. We've dropped since then. We have. But we dro- we dropped to like twenty four. Um, Which but, is why we're doing this right now. We got to keep keep the shit coming. But we wanted to thank everybody that listens to the show, that actually likes the show. Yeah. And uh, the fact that we made top ten, Drew, it makes just just solidifies exactly why we're doing it's this. It's huge. Shit. You know what, Drew? I have a theme song for the kick kick our theme song for the show.
I'm going to be kicking that shit all day. That is our theme song for the rest of the day. Oh, no. We're playing that on repeat, people. <laughs> all right. So you, now you're officially listening to a top 10 podcast. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. It's episode 26. Drew, give me a, give me a 26 because I got none. Yeah, man. This was, this was probably the hardest number to find, to be honest with you. Um, nobody actually wore this number other than two people for a significant for amount of time. Everyone kind of had it. Like Hito Turkoglu had it for one season mm-hmm. uh, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other dudes that I don't even recall being in the NBA had J- Judd Bushler. Oh, I love Jude Bushler, Jude. dude. He, he wore that uh, for the Phoenix Suns he, one season. He's a champion. Uh, Volleyball player as well. The only two that I could find were James Robinson. James Hollywood Robinson? I believe James so. James fucking Hollywood Robinson. He wore it on the Clippers. That's my guy. I believe so. And then the one that probably deserves it, Kyle Korver. Uh, no, no, fuck that. <laughs> nah, we're doing this is going to be the James Hollywood Robinson this is episode. The James Robinson. Can we episode. do? Can I? Can I? Can I'm I? Cool, it? I'm cool with that, man. I'm not. I've never been a huge fan of Kyle Korver. He's going to go down as one of the greatest shooters ever. But I'm cool with James. I Robinson. can't believe that's the second week in a row, Drew, that you have fucked me up. I missed Austin Rivers <laughs> last week, and how can I forget my boy James Hollywood Robinson? Yeah, 26 is a weird number. So, it, man, I can't. So it's the Hollywood Robinson episode. For yes, the, sir. For, you, for the for those that don't know. There's a reason why Hollywood had this name Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Do your research. I got stories I literally cannot tell on this podcast. I tell all the stories I can, but the stories I have with Hollywood Robinson, I literally can't even tell. <laughs> so, anyways, this is the Hollywood Robinson episode. It's a follow through with Clips and Drew. It is indeed. Um, the first thing I want to bring up, Drew, is the simple fact that you made some some bold claims last week that your your Wildcats were going oh, to man. be in the grade eight. Your bracket is there. fucked. Well, I'm going to start there. How fucked up is your bracket? Oh, right man. Now? Well, first of all, everyone's bracket's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And um, I here's what I have to say. First and foremost, thank you, UMBC, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. The Retrievers. They took the heat off of my university, off of my squad, off of my you're, team. You're already taking the heat off of you right now, though. Let, like, like, let's not go I know. to the Baltimore, I know. the Retrievers, bro. I, let's talk about your call right. and what the fuck happened to your squad. Well, so here's what I have to say about that ridiculous fucking game <laughs> that unfortunately I watched every minute of. Uh, Sean Miller got outcoached. Uh, Arizona, the players uh, didn't seem like they were interested in playing very t- very hard and buffalo was fucking ready to go mm-hmm. um sean miller amidst all of this uh ridiculous se- uh, speculation about uh all the ncaa rules violation and hope we- i was hoping that that was going to be in the past and that they- we were going to rally together as a team um but what happened is uh sean miller decided to stick with playing two seven footers for the entirety of the game mm-hmm. when that clearly was not working doesn't work um, and his reluctance to switch up um, at least a little bit on either offense or defense just it screwed us it fucking it, it ruined uh, what could have been a ridiculous run that we could have we could have really done something coulda shoulda yeah we fucking woulda yeah okay 20 point loss uh, it's like the the worst loss since like 1985 for the University of Arizona it's like the second worst loss for a, a they didn't four show seed. up Drew to a 13 seed your they, whole team didn't show up they, nobody showed up dog. we this i so i was nervous about this matchup pretty much the whole day going you into sound it sound nervous thinking of thinking that they would overlook this game in the same way that i kind of overlooked this game i kind of i had the big matchup for us being against virginia in the sweet 16 
And uh, they did exactly that. It's it's almost like Sean Miller and the Arizona coaching staff did zero fucking research about what Buffalo does. And, like we're and gonna walk they, right over these. Guys. Yeah, and how they like to play. It's like, dude, they first of all they had to they had to win their conference, and that means they had to win their conference tournament to get into this fucking into the tournament, and that means that they're playing well. That means they won five or six games in a row. Uh, so it's just it's just one of those things. That's uh, this is why they call it March Madness. This is what I take away from March Madness, mm-hmm. and this is this is what separates it from from the NBA. And I know we talked on on the last podcast on how I'm not a huge NCAA fan, and I'm not. You know, I like players, I like a few teams. Yeah. I don't do brackets, even though uh, somebody on my Facebook page, uh, David Stockhammer, who listens to the show, old school friend of mine, said that I did fill out a bracket in high school. He remembers oh, that I that. did. I don't recall doing that. Yeah. But this is the difference between high school and the NBA when you get to the playoffs or tournament. Yeah. Is in the NBA you got you got 7 games, okay? Right. You got 7 games to play somebody. Exactly. In March Madness you have one. It's a and one I, and done. It's a one and done and this is the difference is that when that ball goes up, whether you're a, you're a one seed or a 16th seed, the numbers do not fucking matter. Nah. All that matters is you leave everything on the fucking court, yep. and the best team wins. That's exactly right. It's not the be- It's not the team with the best players. It's right. not the team with the best fucking coach. Yeah. It's a team that goes out there and wants it more, and it's obvious that a few of these teams look at fucking Michigan. Yeah. And again, we're not an NCAA podcast, but you can see these teams that actually want to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, like you said, if you look at, like, Marshall was the other team. They were a 13 seed. They beat, uh, number four seed Wichita State. Uh, at least that was a close game for Wichita State fans. Uh, but obviously the, the one that takes the cake and, and proves everything that we're talking about is the Virginia losing for the very first time, the one seed losing to a 16 seed. And I honestly never thought I would see it. I never thought I'd see the day that this would happen. Ever since I've been aware of the, uh, March Madness, so probably 20 plus years now, now that I've been actually being able to watch and, and, and comprehend what's happening. And, uh, I, I just major shout out to them, uh, Virginia. Did you see that press conference at the end of the game? Which, which game? The, the press, press conference with the Virginia players, like the two white boys on stage. I and, did not. Oh, the first question that this dumbass reporter asked them is like, were you aware that a 16 seed has never beaten a one seed? Oh my God. And the guys look right at the, like they had just lost the biggest game of their life. Fuck I mean, look you. at this guy like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, dude. dude. Out of all the questions you got to ask, you get that, ask that question out of here. Um, so yeah, Virginia took, took all the heat off Arizona. So I thank you so much for that. Uh, Sean Miller thanks you for that for sure. Because, uh, outside of that, I mean, Marshall and, and Wichita State is a much closer matchup because Marshall's a very, very good team this year. Um, and people kind of see Wichita State as still being like that mid major, but Arizona's kind of a blue blood these year, these days. And, uh, that, that, what was, does that mean for those that don't know what a blue blood is? Uh, like perennial powerhouse, uh, teams that, that, tend to contend for a national championship more years than not teams that have won national championships. Uh, so like your Dukes, your Kentucky's, your Kansas, your North Carolina's, uh, you know, those kind of a team. And I, I include Arizona in that, even though people probably will scoff at that and be like, dude, we, we haven't won a title since 1997, I believe. So, uh, yeah, but, um, I, I, I just, I love this tournament. I fucking love it. My bracket is in the shredder. I filled out three brackets. All of them are shit. Um, I'm just, I was just, this is, this has been the most entertaining March Madness I can think of in past memory. 
Uh, you did have one bright spot, though, and I want to talk about him because we're obviously going to be talking about him a lot next year. Uh, uh, Aiden. DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden, Aiden okay? Mm-hmm. The, a man amongst boys. Yep. Not um, not that game. Not Definitely not that game. And I think, Drew, I think these are what the NBA guys are going to be looking at. Like, um, you see how Bagley's performing, and obviously they're playing different teams, but yeah. um, Aiden didn't show up at all. Now yeah. is he... Now is he is he going to be a top three pick? Definitely, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll still probably be in the top three. I have no, I have no problem believing that. But one thing that was pretty evident for this Arizona team in particular was that these boys, being Aiden and like Alonzo Trier, who are probably our two top performers, were clearly more focused on their individual stats and individual uh, progression towards being an NBA draft pick. Um, Don't you think that's what most of these guys are doing, though? Right. These one-and-done dudes? Well, but if you look at a team like Kentucky, they're they're pretty much entirely based on all five or six freshmen want to go into the the draft this year, all want to go in the the first round, and they're in the Sweet 16. Granted, they've had, some might argue, an easier road there, but they still had to beat Davidson, who would probably, on paper, most people would think is a better team than Buffalo. So I think at this point, when you see something like that happen to DeAndre Ayton, um, against a, a team that literally had nobody taller than 6'10", and they only had one guy at that size, and him not uh, demand the ball on the block. And him, and granted, he had, you know, I think he finished with like 17 and 14, which is fine, but he should have had like fucking 40 and 20 and said, give me the ball. I'm putting it, I'm, I'm putting you guys on my back and I'm taking us to the next round. And you didn't see that in him. Yeah, because also I'm pretty sure he was maybe sad about that game for maybe four minutes because then he declared right away. Yeah, he declared in the locker room. I think he still had his sweaty room. jersey on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, And that just goes to show you where college sports is going right now. And the question I have, because I've had this argument with people at our gym, with uh, people online, on social media and whatnot, is like, I got to see Bagley play in high school last year. I got to see him play at the Drew. I'm a big fan of Marvin Bagley. Bagley, we I both think, are. I, I, we both are. And I think this is – I'm going to ask you this question because I'm interested to see what you got to say. But if, if you're an NBA GM, let's not let's not even say what team's going to get him or what team's got the number one right, pick. Right, right. But who are you taking first? If Aiden and Bagley are your two choices to take number one. Right. And you might need a point guard. And Trey Young, Trey Young uh, said he's going to go to the yeah, NBA Yeah, each too. team's going to have a different scenario. For but let's say it's pick. a team that needs a big man. Yeah. Right? Say it's, say it's Clippers and the Lakers, right? Sure. Say it's Clippers and Lakers have number one pick. If you're the Lakers, who are you taking? Well, I personally have a lot of love for Marvin Bagley, and he's proving it game in and game out. He he led the NCAA or the, the ACC this year. I think he led them in double doubles. Uh, I think he set a record for Duke uh, for most double doubles in a season, or at least for a freshman in a season. He continues to impress, and as they continue to progress in the tournament, is going to prove what to NBA scouts why he should be considered the better prospect. Now, you look at Aiden and you say, man, that dude is seven foot one. Looks like fucking. Is he legit seven one? Yeah. He For real? Lo- yes. He looks like David Robinson he out does. there. Sometimes people call him uh, Elijah Wan and all that stuff could be true. It's, it's, it's that thing that we talked about just a couple seconds ago is that effort and, and that desire that you don't necessarily see in him. And then you look at Bagley who's shooting threes, who's rebounding everything and dunking every ball that he can possibly yep. get. And he's playing with another seven footer, Carter Jr., who's almost as impressive as Bagley himself. If, if not just as impressive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and so for, for him to have those double doubles with a, another powerhouse seven footer alongside him is just so impressive. So I I think if you're looking at ten years down the road, 
I would not be surprised to say Marvin Bagley is the better NBA player uh, 10 years from now than DeAndre Ayton. So we're on the same page on that. Absolutely. Now, if you're a – now, Trey Young also committed to the NBA as well. Trey as Young. As he should. It's a, his, his, his stock is high. Man, oh, man. If he, had, if he had one other dude on the team who could get a shot off by himself – Oklahoma would still be in this tournament. But can he get these shots up in the league? This is what I'm saying. When you have a Chris right. Paul. We talked about this about Lonzo coming into this next year. Like sure. When you get the when you got the the Chris Pauls and the uh, the Russells and the fucking Patrick Beverly's on you, like do you I don't I don't see Trey Young pulling these thirty three foot foot threes on these dudes next year. So I, I know that he'll be able to take the shots, mm. right? Because he does shoot it from so far away, right? So typically guys aren't gonna necessarily be in you like defensively from 35 feet so he'll be able to take them and and the the real question is is he going to be able to make them right because he had that like 14 game run to begin the season where everyone was like oh my god he's the next Steph Curry he's just pulling he's shooting 45 percent from three from 35 feet and he's making these crazy layups and nice passes and he did finish leading like the end of the season he he's he led the NCAA in scoring and assists which is the first time that's ever been done in the history of college basketball nobody has ever led uh the entire NCAA in both those categories For real? yeah hmm. uh i would say that if you look at him yes he is a very close comparison to Steph Curry and with that being said it took Steph about 5 years to really get on um, you know, he, Steph was always a knockdown shooter, but kind of more of a, a catch and shoot first shooter. When he first came in the league, he always had nice handles, blah, blah, blah. But, but now he can create his own shot. Now, yes. N- now it's about number one, avoiding injury. Number two, getting into the right situation with the right team that believes in him and, and says, here, go, go ahead, show us what you can do. And then it's about, is he, is he big enough? Is he physical enough to take the beating that, uh, you know, these top point guards are going to try and, and lay on him every every night for 82 games. That remains to be seen. Um, I do. I personally think that there's no chance that he he's going to go beyond whatever Cleveland Cavaliers pick. So a lot of people have the Cavs pick at like this, like the, the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn pick. Right. So right now, I think they're seventh or eighth in the draft. I would be shocked to see him fall lower than that because LeBron has so much faith in him. Well, it's a good draft class, but there's literally only like I'm going to say five to eight bona fide NBA players. Like it's not like last year's NBA draft. Well, people, I mean, there's, there's there's yeah, I I would yeah, I would say that from top to bottom, last year's draft is going to be hard to beat. Um, and nobody's talking about Luca either. I mean, Luca overseas well, is is, and we're going to be hearing a lot more about him. This boy can play. Yeah, I wouldn't he's, be surprised to see him go number one overall. That at all. too, depending on who gets that pick. The the issue with with Trey Young is that he's entering into the NBA with the at the position that is has the most depth and the most talent throughout the league. Every team has a point guard that can probably score and def- and play defense better than Trey Young can at this moment in time. And that's another thing. I don't know if Trey Young can actually play defense. He, he's known for not playing defense. I don't know if he can. So that's another side to it. But um Definitely things that you can work on. I would say that there's probably 10 to 12 really solid prospects going into this NBA draft. And I would not be surprised um, if if we have someone like a Kyle Kuzma in the later rounds that pops up uh, and, and impresses us. Jaron uh, Jackson Jr., that's my guy. 
Yeah, he's he's That's not gonna he's not leaving the top ten though. That dude's no, and, and I remember his daddy. His daddy was a Clipper, Jaron Jackson. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that that dude's impressive as fuck. Super impressive. And, his, his pops was six five, and this dude's six uh-huh, eleven. Uh-huh. Just putting in work, he can do it all. Yeah, dude. exactly. Um, yeah, so I I definitely think we have a we have a talented uh, draft class coming up for sure. So although we're not an NCAA podcast, we want to get into uh, what's going on in the NBA right now. We got the, the we want to discuss the wounded warriors. What's going on with them? We want to talk about the Houston Rockets, Portland Trailblazers. Like, let's just get into it, Drew. Yep. You've seen them on social media. You've seen clips and Drew wearing them. The gold net basketball is the gold standard in basketball apparel. Go to their website, goldnetbasketball.com backslash shop. Type in Clips and Drew at checkout and get 15% off your entire purchase. Again, go to goldnetbasketball.com backslash shop. Type in Clips and Drew. Clips and Drew. And you'll get 15% off your purchase. Enjoy. We are back. Yep. It's the top 10 podcast, the follow through with Clips and Drew. Yeah, people. Episode 26. This is the James Hollywood Robinson episode. I want to get into talking about the your your wounded warriors, Drew. Yeah, man. Uh, so last episode, two more soldiers fell, or it, what? It, since yeah, since we talked about it last episode, we had Clay go out with an injury, broken thumb. Steph was already out, and then they had Jordan Bell and other people out injured already on that Warriors squad. In the time between then and now, Kevin Durant has broken a rib, and Draymond Green has a lower leg contusion of some kind they're resting his ass um he went out in the middle of the san antonio spurs game last night where they took an l uh they lost yeah they lost by like 15 points or something like that but honestly it was like a pretty decent showing for their for their backups like quinn cook is performing well either way um the warriors can't stay healthy the good news for them is that steph curry has been cleared today to play uh, from that a- most recent ankle injury, so I guess they lose two, they get one back. Uh, honestly, I don't know if they should play Steph Curry with, there's only like 11, 10 or 11 games remaining in the season. They probably should leave him on the well, bench. Well, you see the heat that these teams are getting for resting, you know what I mean? And yeah. let's, I want to get back, I'm more cons- I'm more intrigued about the Kevin Durant rib injury, because yeah. if, I, if I know, a rib injury isn't one that you can rehab. Rib injuries are, are shit that you literally have to wait for it to get better, and if, if Kevin Durant's playing, and I know he has a fucking hurt rib, I'm going right at your ribs, am I right, Drew? Oh, definitely. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of a weird play. He just he was just going to the rack, uh, towards the right side of the basket, and just went, went up to make a layup. He got fouled, and and kind of just the way that he got fouled, uh, I guess he, he fractured a rib. Uh, rib injury is literally the worst injury to have. Yeah. Because I've had a few of them in my life. You can't sneeze, fart, or shit without <laughs> literally without literally losing your brain. Yeah, man. It I, is the most painful shit in the breathing world. Breathing deep hurts, I think, right? So <laughs> like, like laughing yeah. is, is hard. Yeah. So that's, that's really like more so than Steph's ankle or Clay's thumb if Kevin Durant uh is weak in that area or come playoff time and that's the other side of it like ribs there's there's no there's nothing you can do to try and heal that quicker i mean i'm sure there's 
supplements or some kind of physical therapy they can do, but it's your ribs. Like you just got to let that shit heal. There's, mm-hmm. there's no quick fix for that. And again, this is the wrong time to get these injuries. Exactly. Through. Like we were discussing Playoffs this around last the corner, it's around the corner. And if, and uh, again, it's amazing what three days makes, bro, because the, our last episode, we said this, it's so close in this race in the West. San Antonio was at nine. Now they're at five. Yeah. They've won three in a row. Yep. Um, which changes, uh, Clippers are basically out of it right now. We've dropped three. San Antonio's one three. Um, you don't want to see these dudes in the playoffs if they get a healthy Kawhi. Interesting, interesting fact I heard today, Drew, mm-hmm. was Houston Rockets and Portland Trailblazers since February 14th are, t- are combined 26 and one. Wow. 26 and one. Holy shit. Right. That's, that's very, and those two teams actually play tonight. Uh, tonight on TNT, 7.30. So we're going to see... And Portland's on a 13-game win streak. Yeah, so someone's going to take that second loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but damn. So yeah, I mean, Portland's clearly uh, on a heater. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so is San Antonio. I mean, uh, yeah, literally, it was... They need these wins, though. I think they knew... They knew. They, they obviously listened to our show. Well, yeah, I was, I was I was right. I was going to... I'll just say that right now. I, I definitely called them to make a make a push and, and jump back in. I didn't think they'd, <laughs> they'd jump all the way up to the five seed that quickly, but... Again, all those teams, uh, you know, Oklahoma City is at the four seed and all the way down to uh, Minnesota. There's only two and a half games difference between them. Minnesota's in the eight seed. And Clippers right now. dropped to what? Ten? Clip- yeah, Clippers are in ninth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're two and a half. They're, they're two games behind Minnesota. So there is still a chance uh, for them to, you know, start winning some games yeah. and, and have Minnesota or New Orleans or Utah even start losing and then they can kind of swap. But. It's going to be a, a pretty crucial last 10 games for that bottom half of the uh, of the West there. So crucial shit happening in the East, too, though, is our boy uh, Tyrone Liu yeah. mysteriously goes out. Actually, I'm not going to say mysterious. No, I'm not trying was, to make like it's controversial. Yeah, he was upfront about it. He's had some issues this year. He's actually left three or four games with heart problems. Um it's kind of a it's kind of a weird time though, Drew, because we see everybody sees uh, Lou and 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 LeBron get into a heated exchange. Yeah, it was on the like bench. the day before they mm-hmm. got into that exchange on the bench. that was very publicized, where LeBron was yelling at Tyrone Lou, uh, and then all of a sudden he he bows out. And I guess it's funny that they the Cavs even named an interim coach. Uh, you know, because we. They should just name LeBron. Like we don't even need associate head coach. Everyone just keeps doing their stuff. Just LeBron, pretend. LeBron, you're just gonna you're gonna do what you've just been do doing. What you do and and Tyrone Lue will be back when he is. So it's like it's, it's no big deal. Well, uh, it, it on, is a big deal. It though. is a very big deal. And on Lou's side, I think we all need to understand. It, it, it doesn't matter how great of a team you have or what great players you have on your team. Coaching at any level, any professional level, is extremely strenuous on your body. Oh, the yeah. travel, the stress, the way you eat, the the everything, um, it, it definitely weighs on you. And some people just kind of aren't built for it. I'm not saying that Teron Liu is not built for it. Right. But I don't think his whole career he's ever been under the microscope like he is in now, even as a player. Think about it, Drew. Oh, definitely not as a player. No, he definitely. Was never, he was never really like that top uh, player that would scrutinize, and also like the era he played in wasn't wasn't so readily available. All this social right. media it wasn't right in his face. Uh, he was a, he was a, a very very good player, but he was never an all star or anything like that. And now every game that he coaches, he's getting scrutinized. Every single play, every quarter, it's like, dude, he should have taken this time out, mm-hmm. or he should have put this guy in. It's like, and that shit weighs on you, Drew. If you totally. think about it. I'm not saying. I just think 
any uh, people don't understand how how crazy stress is. Stress can literally give you a heart attack. Stress can give you a stroke. Right. You know, and panic it, attack. Panic in, in the case of Kevin Love That's, on and, the same team, we're seeing a lot more of that, Drew. We're seeing a lot more people come forward. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Michael Rappaport and the Rappaport podcast because they brought this shit up uh, with uh, Royce White, who suffered from it and kind right. of brought, brought the attention right. to the forefront. And now you're hearing about Demar Derozan. You're hearing about fucking Kevin Love. Yep. I think a lot of players. Uh, go through this you know it's not an easy it's not easy to be a professional athlete it's not easy to make 150 million dollars yeah the check is nice but they're putting in work right they don't people people just think you walk into this and it's some beautiful life you got to really work at this and even being a coach you know look at look at probably the stress that phil jackson went through even with the greatest teams oh man yeah you know these hours of work the lost sleep you're not sleeping you're not eating yeah your relationship with your wife is fucked up because you're spending so much time away right um either way we wish that that teron Lu has a fast recovery yeah and we hope he's healthy yeah hopefully this is a three or four game thing where he just needs to get his his feet back under himself yeah and they, be back ready for the playoffs they, they're aiming for one week for him to just take one week off and that doesn't mean like seven games they literally just seven days for him to kind of gather his stuff uh take some of the baby aspirin get that heart pumping like mm-hmm. it should uh, eat a bunch of asparagus and then go and get back out on the floor. Because shit, if you think it's stressful during the during the, uh, the season, wait right? for the fucking playoffs, yeah, bro. Exactly. When coaching really comes into play, dog. And right now, as it stands, if he comes back and all these seeds are uh, stay the same, that opening series for Cleveland is going to be against Philadelphia. And that's Ugh. not going to be an easy Ugh. series, right there, bro. Because <laughs> you don't want to lose to Philly first round. Yeah. Um. Well, you don't want to lose, period, period, in the first round, especially if, if you want LeBron to stay in Cleveland after this season. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a little torn on that, Drew. I really don't know. I'm not yeah. I'm not too sold on him leaving. I'm not too sold on him staying. I really yeah. don't know. Especially if that, that, that pick we were talking about earlier turns Brooklyn. out to be one of these yeah. one of these big guys. You know what or I mean? Trey Young. Like or Le- Trey. Because LeBron has a lot of uh, uh, affection for Trey Young, apparently. But what? um the other news out of the East is the two seed Boston, uh, Kyrie Irving is having a little bit of knee problems with that same knee, uh, that he like messed up in that Golden State Warriors series in the finals. Um, this the is the same one that he was going to get surgery on. Right. If Cleveland re-signed him, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so this is bubbling back up now. Um, it, they're, they're, they're not saying that he needs surgery now. They're, they're probably going to wait until the offseason if they're smart. Um, but that is troublesome news. I mean, they already lost a couple of their players, uh, like that big man, Tice or Theus. I don't even know how to say his last name. The big, the big white European boy. He went out with like a, a um, an injury, a season ending knee injury as well. And obviously with Gordon Hayward going down, like they, they can't afford to lose many more players. Marcus Smart is out still with, He's uh, done. with a ligament injury. He's that, not playing the rest of the year. That's what I'm saying. That was so a like, huge loss. For and them. they keep losing these players mm-hmm. and, and they may not, you know, Marcus Smart isn't going to necessarily drop 30 points in a game. But he is, he's their best on-ball defensive player. Don't you remember um, saying this at the beginning of the year, Drew? It's like, yeah. we can all we can all say, yeah, Cleveland will be number one and Golden right. State will be number one. And like it, that that's going to be easy to say. But it's all about who's healthy at the end of the year. And exactly. guess, who, guess what? Who's healthy? Toronto's fucking really healthy. Houston is yep. really healthy. Portland. 
Portland's really healthy. Yep. You know, so I think that's what it comes down to. If you're going into the playoffs as the Golden State Warriors with three of your four guys literally not at 100%, yeah. um, it's not a good thing. No. And you can't sleep on any, even any of these young buck teams. If they see Minnesota, if they see fucking uh, Utah, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yeah, man. I th- so it, it's going to be really interesting to see these last 10 games, how they unfold. And honestly, uh, I know I meant we mentioned the seeding uh, in the Western Conference. Cleveland could feasibly drop all the way down to a six seed because they're only one and a half games up on Philadelphia, who is the six seed going into these last 10, 11 games. So if there is a problem with Tyrone Lou not being available and they drop a couple of these games that, you know, maybe he would have had a, 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 a big impact on or a, at least a decent size impact on that could be really troublesome. You could see Cleveland finishing in the bottom half of the Eastern Conference and having to play that first or play the, the remainder of their games away from home to start the series. And that would be I don't know. I can't remember the last time LeBron had to do that. Yeah, but it's still LeBron. I don't think they're. I don't think they're really worried. I really don't think they're worried about anybody that they see in the first round. I don't. At least I don't think LeBron's worried about it. A funny story from that. You know, they played Milwaukee the other night, and yeah. and LeBron triple double with forty, and yep. and Giannis had a great game too. Which, crazy dunk. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that crazy dunk. Um, but they were all talking. Now, of course, all the sportscasters and all the fucking social media was talking about is is Giannis the next LeBron? And it's like, well, guess what, Giannis, get past the first round, yeah. win a fucking championship. And this is what I like about Giannis, though. He said this uh, when they asked him after the game. You know what did you uh, what did you think about your amazing performance tonight? And he said, "All I could think about in the shower was Le- LeBron got forty on me, <laughs> triple double." So think about that. Yeah, well, dude. at least he knows. At least he can kind of see like where yeah. where he needs to be at. I mean, Giannis is next in line. Let's not let's sure. not. I mean, let's not fake the funk right now. Absolutely not. But he's no luck. No fucking LeBron James. He ain't there yet. Nah. That's for sure. It's going to be interesting, Drew. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I think man. the NBA playoffs this 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 coming month. I mean, we only have twelve games left. Most people that's, have twelve games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's it's these are these are very important games right now for everybody for, for all the players or for all the for all the teams in the playoff spots right now. It's it's crucial. You got to win as many as you can. Our last game of the year, Drew, happens to fall on April 11th, as it should, which happens to be against your coveted Los Angeles Lakers. So the Clippers versus Lakers. Clippers Lakers, baby. April 11th. April 11th. Where are we going to be for that? We are going to be at the Village Inn. Yes, we are on Balboa Island. Newport Beach, California. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing our, our party that we've been talking about. Um, grab a brew with Clips and Drew. Grab a brew with Clips and Drew. You guys are all invited. We want everybody there. If you can make it, just fucking come. We actually have sober drivers. If you want to pick <laughs> up a drive, you'd be amazed at how many sober friends Drew and I have. Yep. Um, we're going to be watching the game. We're going to be talking basketball. We're gonna. We want to meet you guys. We're going to be releasing our... Our anticipated collab with Soul Science. Um, we have our own fragrance coming out called Vesuvius. Vesuvius. Say it again, Drew. Vesuvius. It smells like rich mahogany and leather-bound books it's, inside of your shoe. It smells like you would want to wear it as cologne. <laughs> John, our friend John actually sprayed it on himself thinking that it was cologne yesterday. Yep. And it smelled really good on him. I'm yeah, not going to lie. Yeah, smelled great for the rest of the he day. He sure as hell did. Smelled better than his fucking cotton candy vape. I'll tell you that much because that's what that dude... <laughs> That's what that dude smells like at all times. That's true. That's true. Um, but if you love the show and you support the show, we're actually going to be doing um, we're going to do a little golden ticket action, kind of like Willy Wonka. Yeah, man. You know, you order it online. If you get that golden ticket, we're going to come up with a big <clears throat> with a big uh, prize for you guys. 
We might even have you on the show. Yeah, man. Uh, we actually have had people that have been asking, inquiring about the 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 clips and Drew two on two. We actually we have a we have a challenger in our in our people from Hard to Guard Basketball that oh, want to see us. Let's go. Which is cool. I'm ready to see that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, April 11th, we're going to be putting out a flyer. If you guys can make it, please come. If you need to hit us up on our own social media, I'm at Clips555. You got Drew at, at Drew the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. And you guys know that we're at Clips and Drew on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. Um, but coming up, we have a special a special interview for you, especially yeah. for all you sneakerheads out there. Yeah, anyone who likes sneakers is going to love this interview. Our close friend, good friend of mine, the, the Nightwing, the guru, um, the the original wear tester, the man that sets the bar, who doesn't think he sets the bar <laughs> for brands and how they create shoes and how they how they market their shoes. We have a great interview with him. It's going to be in our third segment. That's coming up right now. Um, this is the follow through with Clips and Drew. We hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. We're ghost. Later. Yo, is this Nightwing? What up, Nightwing? Wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're on the line with the follow through with Clips and Drew. Thanks for t- taking the time, What's man. Good, man, we're just no we're we're chilling, man. We've been trying to have you on the show for a while. We know that you're a friend of the podcast. Um, yes, sir. We wanted to do a quick little interview with you, dude. Talk about talk about your history, like where you've come from, uh, where you're at right now. And uh, we kind of just want to start from the beginning because I know we got a lot of sneakerheads that listen to us, and you being the guru that you are, the sneakerhead. <laughs> we kind of just we kind of just want to start from the beginning, bro. So like, where did it all start? Did you did you grow up playing basketball? Like, what what's the deal? Uh, sixth grade is when I started playing basketball, and that's when I also started to get roasted for my payless shoes. <laughs> And uh, I didn't quite understand at that moment, you know, like why, like the sneaker thing was a big deal. But I did notice that everybody roasting me was all wearing pretty much the same sneaker, which was like these like Nike turf trainers at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so that's just kind of like where things initially started. And then, and then I started watching basketball along with playing it. And obviously, you know, Jordan at the time was, was the man he had just come back from retirement and um uh that you know he just you just always like are paying attention at that point to like especially once you're getting made fun of for that certain something like you pay a little bit closer attention than other people might mm-hmm. and uh so yeah so that's kind of where it started and then it ended up becoming unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you look at it an obsession um where I'd get like a, the monthly East Bay magazines once a month. Uh, I'd circle all, all the shoes that you want that you never got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, never. Uh, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so that's just kind of like where where things started off. I used to go to the stores where they'd have like, like where you wouldn't have to bother anybody to like bring out your size, like a, like right. a Copeland's or right. something like that. And like you'd be able to go try on like the new pennies or the new Jordans just to kind of see how that, that technology felt. Cause they always like would talk about it in, in the East Bay magazine, like zoom air and max air or stuff like that. So I always just wanted to know what it felt like. So you growing, um, so you growing up, you really, you really were wearing Payless shoes. 
It was that. It was like. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that that back then uh, my payless shoes were actually Airwalks, which hey, were not bad. That well, the thing is, is that Airwalks kind of coming back. Same with like Champion um, and stuff like that. And like those, I used to rock Champion all the time because it was, you know, what you would wear when you were poor. And uh, so we used to get made fun of for wearing Champion gear too. But now all of a sudden, like hype beasts are all up on it, which is kind of weird, but. You know, we used to rock that stuff back in the day because that's all we could afford and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so you know, that's just that's just what it was. I, I didn't at the time, like I said, I just didn't notice sneakers like that. Um, but then eventually, I did like the the questions from Reebok, the pennies, uh, the Jordan ten, eleven, twelve stuff like that. Like I was just like into it. So, so. which which one of those pairs of shoes? Like after you kind of finally getting into it. Uh, which one was those pairs of shoes that you got that you were like, shit, I finally have a really good pair of kicks and I'm going to keep them clean and I can't wait to wear them to school. Like, do you remember that first pair? Um, yeah. So that first pair that was a non payless sneaker was a pair of Nikes. Uh, they were a couple years old. Um, because my mom gave me a $40 limit. She was like, if you could find a pair of Nikes for 40 bucks, I got you. Nice. And so I, I searched every Sunday paper because that, that had the colored, um, which sounds stupid now, but cause like everything's digital, but like back then that was like the colored clippings for the advertising. Right. And so I would look at that and there's this one store that's out of business now, but it's called Oshman's and they had a pair of Nikes in a size nine. And uh, I think they were called like the Sonic flights, which if you Google that shoe now, like it will, it'll show you like whatever the newest version of that is, but it's not the one that I actually wore. Um, but they were all black with some white, uh, like, uh, lettering on the, on the tongue and the white swoosh. And I thought that I was just ill as shit. Like, can, can you cuss on this? <laughs> yeah, can, of course. Can, can you swear? Of okay. course. So, please. um, I should, I should have, I should have known better knowing you, but, <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I thought I was in shit. And then I remember that first day, do you, I don't know if this happened to you, like when you guys were growing up, but when you'd go to school with a new pair, everybody would stomp on your kicks. Oh, dude. It was oh, the, yeah. Dude, I fought my best friend yep. uh, ninth grade year, dude. <laughs> I waited. Do you remember? Uh, it was my ninth grade year. It was the USA team. Penny came out with a sick ass pair of the Dream Team shoes. Those little low tops. Oh, the Air Flight 96. Yes, yeah. dude. And I remember I waited all summer to get or to, to wear them. I wouldn't wear them till the first day of, uh, of school. And uh, I wore them the first day of school. And my soon-to-be best friend, who was a new guy in school, I didn't even know him at the time. He was a new transfer. Maurice Atkins, who listens to our show, was wearing the same pair of shoes. And I literally, you can ask him to this day, I made him take them off. <laughs> I made him take them off in the locker room. And I said, bro, you're not rocking these kicks today. You know what I mean? And when people stepped on your shoes back in the day, that you can get your ass kicked. Yeah, for that. that's a, that's a fight right there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, so I, I was just glad that mine were all black. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go. Um, so you played? Did you play basketball in high school? Uh, not till senior year, and then I got into some other extracurriculars. So I ended up quitting the team, mm-hmm. which is like my one. My one thing that I regret in life, you know how like people always like, oh yeah, I never regret anything that you do. That's the one thing where I'm like, no, I kind of regret that one. Mm-hmm. Well, you regret it now, yeah. but don't you find it? Because I, I mean, bro, we've hung out a few times. Uh, we talk all the time. Uh, you, are, the reason why we have a have a good friendship is because we both are passionate about the game. It's something that you were you were very passionate about growing up, um, and it's mm-hmm. something that you're still passionate about till this day, or you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. 
Um, Correct. How far do you think the the shoe game has come in the past? Let's just say, let's just say fifteen years. Like shoes were big back in the day. You know, everybody wanted to get those Jordan ones, and you know, you wanted to get those threes. Um, but now with all these selections and all these players with all these great brands, like how far has the game come? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of, it's interesting. So, cause like back, back when I was in high school, they, it's when they like really started like launching retro products, um, like right around like 1999 and, um, it didn't really take off back then, but like I was always, that was always my flavor was like the eighties, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I would always see like ads with the older Jordans, especially the Jordan ones. And I always wanted those. And all my friends were like, man, screw that shoe, dude. Like it's all about the new Jordan, like the Jordan 13, the 14, the 15. And while I loved those too, because you know, you watch him rock them right then. Uh, I was always more geared towards like that old style, stuff that was not really available and then when they started dropping it i was like yo this is crazy and i just couldn't afford any of it um and now now this whole like i don't know what what you would call it the sneaker game or the sneaker culture is like run off of 80s nostalgia you know what i'm saying right. most of these dudes weren't even alive yeah. in the 80s to see these even pop off exactly <laughs> you got you got kids like lining up for jordan threes but they were they didn't even they weren't even born to like 98 you know what i mean let alone 88 so um and uh i just think it's real interesting that like back when like i was into sneakers i was always into those old shoes and it took a while for it to like catch up like that um and then even now like like something like an air monarch or uh something that you would get clowned for all of a sudden that's considered a dad shoe which is somehow popping which is like i don't get that but (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's like, so, so it's, I can't even like consider at this point, like what sneakers are is like, you can't consider it like a culture at this point. It's just kind of like a, a weird wave that like, you know, like flows up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, cause everything goes in and out of style so quickly. Like you, what you have to do if you are actually into this stuff is just stay true to whatever it is that you're actually into. Right. Right. Um, so it sounded like even from like the beginning, you were kind of into like the technology of the shoes. Uh, did were you always that way? Like when you went, when you were looking at buying a new pair of shoes, whether it was the $40 or the 200 pair, uh, $200 pair of Jordans, um, like, did you always kind of go for what, what, uh, the technology was and like kind of review that in your mind before you made a purchase? Um, for the $40 shoe, no, it was more <laughs> of like like straight up like thirst like i just wanted a swoosh product right right and so that that was the cheapest one so i got that the the very next swoosh shoe that i got though had a visible airbag in the back mm-hmm. and i'm telling you man like if you thought that a, a five six white boy can fly that's when i thought <laughs> like i was like i got i got air under my feet you know what i mean yeah, like i thought it down so, <laughs> yeah like i just thought it was so dope you know what i mean and and so like being intrigued by technology has always been me like i used to get in trouble for taking stuff apart mm-hmm. um i took apart my mom's old like record player which was like some vintage thing i didn't know but i was like six mm-hmm. and uh I, I took apart her whole record machine and she was like what the hell are you doing <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know what i mean so i had to put it all back together and all that stuff and and it's just always something that I've been into. And when, when you had that, that era of visible tech, I was like totally like down. I was like, dude, you can actually see 
what they were talking about. Like, right. it was just so cool. Totally. And so, yeah, so it's more of like an attraction, you know what I mean? Like, like remember LA Gears? I even oh. love that stuff with the light up shoes. Oh, oh, yeah. Kim Olajuwon, one of the first oh. ones. He was LA Gear. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, when I was ball boying for the Clippers, it was funny because LA Gear and, and Champion were the shoes. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of these dudes didn't have they didn't have the Nike deals yet and whatnot. And Champion were Champion and and LA Gear were we, they were making the shoes, dude. Um, I mean, Avia was popping back then. Puma. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the Converse? Converse, Converse the Larry Johnson yeah. Converse, dude. That was one of my <laughs> first pairs. Where. I was like, "Holy shit! I am styling the fattest white boy on the court, but I still, I still look clean as hell, bro." You know, and then like, yep. it's funny because you know, obviously, I was around it. I was around the pros growing up, so I got to kind of see the new stuff. Um, I remember um, literally the, the when the wet when the when the Barclays came out and the Webers came out and the Pippins came out. They were like changing the game aesthetically as far as wow, these fucking look amazing, you know. Um, yeah. And a question I wanted to ask you because I remember when the Clippers played the Bulls and Jordan was wearing the 11s, and I was literally like, I was speechless when I saw them. Um, I, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Um, I have never waited outside of a, a store to get a pair of shoes ever, but I did for that pair. Um, was there any, like, what was the first shoe you actually waited for, or what was the first shoe that you couldn't wait to get? Uh, well, so, like, my first Jordan was actually the 11, the black and reds, but I got them, like, two years, two years later. My, my older brother had them underneath his bed. He's my half-brother, so we went to go visit him one year, and uh, we were going to go play basketball, and he pulls out these black and red patent leather 11s, and my jaw dropped. <laughs> that was with the and, red bottoms, right? Oh, they had the red bottoms, so too? Sick. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And they were OGs and everything, and I was just about to go into freshman year of high school, and like he was like, oh, you like these? And I was just like, hell yeah, I like those. Don't <laughs> you know what those are? And he was just like, no, they're just some Jordans, but I don't like them because they're like, they're too flashy for me or whatever. And like, he was like, here, you can have them. And I was like, no shit. <laughs> wow. like, and so he gave me, yeah, he gave me my first pair. And at that time, freshman year of high school, what was the shoe that came out? I think it was the Jordan 12s. The Jordan 12s and then the 13s came out a little bit later that same year. Um, and so I was still rocking the 11s, and they were brand new looking because my brother ain't never wore them. And so everybody was like, yo, how did you get those? And I was like, don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> I got the plug. I got the plug. Yeah, I got the today, yeah, today I'm styling on you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Let me have my moment. So, exactly. So, like, that was that was my first pair of J's. The first time, which you might not even believe, but the first time that I actually, like, waited for a pair of shoes was I was an adult. It was the band Air Jordan 1s. This is, like, uh, it was an outlet-only release. They released in, like, 2013, something like that. So it was pretty recent. So I was already on YouTube at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I drove. My wife wouldn't let me. My wife wouldn't let me take the car because we only had one car at the time. So I had to rent a car. That's how thirsty I was. So I rented a car. And I drove an hour and a half to this place called Vacaville, which is pretty close to where I live now. Um, and I camped outside this Nike outlet for fucking like 14 hours, dude. And I, I got my pair. Nice. And uh, it was a trip, man. Is so, it, yeah, that is was it, my Isn't first that time. crazy how times have changed, though? Chris, when you, excuse me, Nike, yeah. when you think about this, like, how I know you can call me Chris. Well, I don't want to call you by your government name, bro. You know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, you yeah. have, I know you got a lot of stalkers out there, bro, trying to be. There's a lot. There's a lot of Nightwing impersonators out there, That's dude. True. Everybody's a wear tester nowadays. But we're gonna get into the wear testers in a minute. But don't you find it crazy how after a few years we're in twenty we're in twenty eighteen now 
that, you know, you had to wait outside and now companies, I mean, would you ever think when you were that freshman going in and playing basketball that, that someday companies are going to be looking to you to set the fucking bar for shoe performance? Uh, well, I still don't put myself quite at that level that you put me on, <laughs> but, um, but I don't, well, no, for real, like I, I, you know, your greatest competition in life is always yourself. So for me, I'm always like not doing what I wish I could do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like, you know, being like, I mean, I played basketball at Michael Jordan's house. Yeah. Uh, I played well, basketball. Talk about in, Can we talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> I played basketball in New York, like Atlanta, the Philippines. Like, I mean, the Dude, game you went to the Philippines. There was a line around the block to meet you, bro. That was a that was that was a wild experience. <laughs> the Philippines, uh, they they had mad love, dude. Like, shout out to the Philippines. You guys are awesome. And you, all you kept um, telling me, all you kept telling me was how fucking hot it was. You're like, yo, it's hot as shit <laughs> out oh, here. It stays humid. I can't, but I live. I live in Sacramento right now, and it's really fucking hot here. But the Philippines, like, yeah. gold medal hotness like it's just crazy um so you touched on it a little bit but if you can kind of take us through like how this all kind of popped off like where where was like the jump off point for you when you realized hey this is something that number one that you wanted to do um and number two that's something that you could possibly make a living on uh i you know i don't know exactly just because like it was never it was never a plan like now nowadays these kids are kind of not lucky but they have they have us that came before them, so they have like a template. Yeah, um, of, now so they can just yeah. So like you know they have they have like exactly like everything strategy and stuff like that. Where whereas we were just literally like just winging it, and um, it was like back in like 2009. Like I I had had my kid a couple of years earlier, my first kid, and um, uh, we moved back to my hometown uh, at that time and. It was right around the time where I was like, yo, like she's old enough to where I can, you know, leave her at home with, uh, with her mom and I could go play basketball for a couple hours and like her mom doesn't need my help or anything. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so that's what, that's what it was. So I took out my old, my old shoes from high school and it was like the old, old pair of uh, white metallic Air Jordan fives, um, from like 1999, something like that. And I started playing them in the midsole literally fell apart. Like I, I've never, I didn't even know that was possible at that time. <laughs> And, um, so I was like, damn, I need some new shoes, man. <laughs> so, right. uh, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't like making a lot of money or anything at that time. So I was looking for reviews. Um, cause before me, there used to be this guy called professor K and he had a, his own little blog called a uh, kicksology. And he was like, he was that dude. Like if you needed a pair of shoes and you wanted to know how they performed or if they were worth your money, uh, that's the site that you'd go visit. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, so I was looking for his site for one, for, for two, it was down. Like he like took it down. I didn't know at the time, but he got hired by Nike. Uh-huh. And so he had to take the site down. And then, um, so yeah, so there was no reviews, uh, except for people like leaving their comments on like, you know, the East Bay review section and stuff like that being like, Oh yeah, these look fresh with my jeans. And I was like, dude, this is so <laughs> whack. And so like, you know what I mean? So I was just like, this is, this is dumb. So I went and I, I, paid for the Air Jordan 2009 and it was the most expensive shoe at the time. It was like 175. Mm -hmm. Uh 175. Which isn't even a lot now because like LeBron's have gotten up to 250. Jeez. Like the new one's not 250 but a couple years ago they were at 250. But, um, and, uh, and yeah, and so like it was, it was 175 and I took those things outdoors to, to hoop in. 
Wow. And um, and I gave a performance review on YouTube, which was at the time the first of its kind. Like nobody's ever went onto YouTube and done like a performance review on anything. Um, and so it was real interesting. Like like I said, I, at the time I didn't know that it was anything. Like I was just doing it because I wish that it was there. And um, I had no idea that it was like going to be a thing. You know what I mean? Sure. So it was a it was a trip. And so you the built, whole thing's been a trip. Well, you built it from but, that. So you started with one video with a with a review, and then did you get a, yeah? Did you get a good response from it? And you're like, okay, well maybe I'll do another one, and then another uh, one. People people were people were, were requesting. Uh-huh. That was the weird part. They were like, wow. "Yo, can you do this shoot next?" Yeah, and I was like, "Word, like you want me to do another one?" Like, I, I don't know. I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like you can you can go look at the video. It's horrible. It's on like a. It's on the cell phone. Oh, we're gonna uh, find it, bro. Don't think phone. we're not gonna find yeah, it. We gotta do. We're gonna find it. Oh no, it's it's there. <laughs> People ask me all the time. They're like, "Hey, why don't you ever do updates of your old reviews? Because your quality is much better, and this, that, and the other." And I'm like, "Cause I like to see where I came from." Right. Yeah. Totally. Like I like. I like looking back and being like, yo, I was trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, looking back and being like, shit, like, look at that, that shitty-ass camera, the quality of my dog barking in the back or whatever. Like, you feel me? Like, but it worked. Uh, it, it's good. To, yes, it, it did. And and I didn't I didn't realize that it was going to be a job until I got YouTube partner. Mm-hmm. And I just told myself, like, when it, when YouTube accepted me as a partner, plus I didn't know how, how little money you made. Um, at the time, but I told myself once they gave me that acceptance letter, I was like, oh, in five years, I plan to quit my job and do this full time. Nice. I, 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 I missed that mark a little bit because instead of me quitting my job, I let my wife quit hers first. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. So I worked, yeah, I worked two more years and then I quit my job. Well, if you, after remember, the five if, years. If you remember when we started talking, dude, you had that other job and I distinctly remember when, yeah. you, when you told me that you're not working that other job anymore and this is what you're doing. And I'm not saying it was the biggest part, uh, the biggest part of like my motivation, but it was one of the motivations um, that took me wanting wanting to make basketball my my life too. You inspired me to do this stuff as well, you know, because um, we obviously knew each other through Bram Black and whatnot. But um, yeah, you've come a long way, dude. And like, what what happened this year? I mean, the, let's talk about the Wear Tester brand, and let's talk about like the fact that. That magazine you were reading as a kid, East Bay, you're seeing your brand in East Bay. Like, what the fuck does that feel like? I don't let I I don't let myself think about it too hard because I'll get like emotional and shit. So, um, but like, it's like it's real. It's a I can't even explain it, man. It's just a trip. Like you were asking earlier, like if you would have walked up to me at, at 13 mm-hmm. and like as myself and been like, "Hey, kid, like you're gonna be like." in this magazine one day I'm like fuck off man but you're tripping go smoke my joint bro shut up <laughs> exactly I'd have been like hell no like the kid that the kid, the kid that would rather go to the back of a of a uh, behind the fucking alley and smoke a joint than play basketball <laughs> like it quit his team you know what right, I'm saying like right. you, you're gonna tell me that that kid turned into somebody that owns his own business mm-hmm. like I'd have been like you're fucking you're fucking stupid um but yeah no I just like I don't know what happened man like it's been a blur uh, like you know that saying, like you just put your he- you put your head down and you drive in the lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing that since I started, and I just don't let myself like look up too often. Well, otherwise, like I said, I'll get it, man. That's for sure. I think I think in, yeah. in, in, uh, just a little advice for me, bro. Sometimes you should do that, Chris. Like you should sit up Great. and be like, you know what? 
fucking I have built this. I've done this. You know, look at it's all. It's hard, man. I know. I get. It's not hard that, for me because I'm very vain. So, um, yeah. <laughs> nah, dude. But even even like the and I'm comparing it a little bit because like Drew and I hit top ten this morning. So like waking up this I saw, morning. I saw that. Congratulations, thanks. by the way. Oh, thanks. We've already you, dropped to twenty four as the day goes on. But yeah. you know, it hey, is, tomorrow's a new day. That's exactly. Right. But right. seeing seeing the hard work pay off, even the little stuff with with that I'm doing with Baron and like, if you would have asked us. You know, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I wouldn't think I'd be doing this shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to put your head up and be and, and kind of pat yourself on the back because sometimes a lot of people won't do that. Um, so I think you should take 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 a couple moments out of the day and be like, look, look what I built, man. Um, but as far as where tester goes, like, what's the future? Like, what are you seeing in the future? What are you working on? Is there anything you can tell us about what's next? Um. You know, I'm. It might surprise people, but I don't have like a plan. <laughs> I just, I fucking go with the flow. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I just kind of, sure. I feel things out. I use my gut instinct for a lot of the decision making that I do, and uh, all that stuff. And and so far, it's worked out for me. I've made a few mistakes here and there, and learned from them. Um, so, I mean, as far as the future, I really don't know what it holds. It it, it can hold anything. I've learned one thing, and that is that anything can happen. Like, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just whatever the universe wants for you, it, it, as long as you earned it, it'll give it to you. Yeah, so, yeah, keep um, open to opportunities. Correct. Yeah, you don't cut yourself off. All that stuff. Just do right uh, by people, by your family, um, by your friends. Uh, trust very few people. Hmm. Keep a very tight circle because everybody's after your wallet. Like, for real, you know what right? I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, dudes, girls, everything. Like. <laughs> people people think that, that chicks are scandalous, man. Dudes are the worst. They are oh, the worst. Man. Snakes, bro. I Snakes. It. Yeah, straight up. So, you know, and it's just it's just one of those things where uh, I'm just very fortunate to be where I'm at because uh, it was not supposed to, like, somebody that came from where I came from, it's not supposed to be like this. And, you know, I'm just very, very fortunate and happy that I can say that I'm, I play basketball for a living if you want to get, like, real, real technical. Yeah, definitely. On like, on, like, the most basic of levels where I'm just at a 24 hooping, but, hey, I'm making money at that okay. very moment. You know what I mean? So, so um, you and Ian brought up a really cool thing that I hadn't heard before, um, and that is you got to play at Michael Jordan's house. Can you just I, – I mean, that, that, that happened, like, 10 minutes ago. I remember I need to go this. Back I to remember this. this. I, that's that's <laughs> fucking unbelievable. Yeah. No, that was, uh, that was one of – so like there's three there's three like if you if you play basketball there's a few places that like you just want to like kind of check off your bucket list you know what I mean it's like where you want to play uh, New York should be like at the top of everybody's list right um, Michael Jordan's house wasn't on the list I was gonna say that's, that's so exclusive that's so, like, not even on anyone's bucket list that's just like a dream that's that what I'm saying have. like that that's like a cheat code you know what yeah, I mean exactly. like that's like that, that, they don't even put that shit in 2k you know no. what I mean like you're just like you're like what is this this was an option I didn't even know yeah um so like yeah no I got invited there by by uh Jordan brand um I think it was like I don't even know what year it was but the Air Jordan 29 was the shoe that we were there for um and we got a wear test it in in the gym on the floor that I saw him practice on with other Bulls members during like the Unstoppables, like VHS wow. tape. I don't know if y'all remember that shit, I do, but like, yeah, of course, you know, like when he was training to come back, like that's where he trained at was in his backyard pretty much because he has this. His house was a compound, like it was like a city, mm-hmm. and 
uh, the guest house is where the gym is, but the guest house is like bigger than my whole house. <laughs> and, um, and this gym was like a full on gym. Like it was like, there was like weights, everything, man. The floor was dope. Um, it was huge dude, like full size NBA court, NBA threes. It was sick, man. And I just, I mean, we pulled up to the gates and it's the, the gate with the 23 on it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you might as well have had us all strapped into diapers at that moment. Yeah. We all nearly yeah. hit ourselves. Kind of like the gates of heaven right crazy. there. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I swear, like, if there is a gate to heaven, it probably looks, looks just like, like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was uh, it was crazy. Did so, you, now, um, it was, now, did you get buckets? Did you get some buckets? Some, some people some people don't think I got buckets. Okay. But I got can, I, can I vouch for you, bro? Can I vouch for you real fast? Because the first, oh, you're gonna let everybody, you're gonna let everybody know how trash I am. You are definitely right? not trash, dude. If you're, <laughs> this is how cool Nightwing is, dude. Is we have been talking for a while, and I think you came down like two and a half or three years ago, right? Like around yeah. there. Yeah. You guys were coming down to Disneyland, and I'm like, yo, we should meet up in Hoop, and we literally met up in Newport, and we went to 24 Hour Fitness, and it was packed, and you got buckets, bro. You got. Buckets. I got buckets on all of those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You did, and uh, Nightwing has a fucking jumper. I mean, it's not that much of a jumper anymore, but he's got a shot. Definitely a shot. Yeah, I don't, I don't jump, but uh, <laughs> that, that makes two of us. In. That makes two of us. <laughs> so, uh, hey, quick question um, though: If you could bet on 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 Drew getting his two handed dunk by March thirtieth, are you taking a yes or a no? March thirtieth. Yeah, what day is it? That's ten days. <laughs> oh. Are you, have you been training prior to today? So, I'll give you the backstory. I can I can dunk one handed with like an alley oop right now. I can do that. Now it's just okay. about converting it into into the two hands. And he's right. got ten days. I got ten days. I yeah. I go. I, you can go off of that. How, how tall are you? I'm six four. He's a big boy. You got this, man. Oh, yeah, there we go. shit. That's what I wanted to hear. I needed some confidence. Oh, God. Whatever. I got to wear, wear a Laker jersey on the pod if he does. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, dude, I got to eat a fucking, like, yeah, have you heard of the one-chip challenge? You heard about that? Like, that that was going on, like, this last summer? The one-chip challenge? Yeah, like, the super hot, spicy, like, looks like a Dorito. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It comes in, like, a pizza box or whatever? Yeah, exactly. I got to eat that if I don't do it, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> It's just one chip, man. You got yeah, that exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll just. I'll Although it made it made Shaq cry, so it did make Shaq yeah. cry. <laughs> yeah, it made Shaq cry, and I can't handle spice that well. But uh, <laughs> other than that, dude, I, I got one more question for you. Uh, I am actually okay. right now in the market for a new pair of basketball shoes that I like to play indoors with. Um, you okay. may or may not be able to kind of guide me, but I figured you'd be the best person for me to ask in this moment. Where Where do you think I, I should look? At least a couple options for me, maybe. Uh, what do you like in your shoes? Um, so here's what I'll say. I, I I bought a pair of like the low top Kobe's probably two <laughs> years ago, and I thought they were great. And I was I'd never played in low tops before in my life. Okay. Um, oh, low tops are the jam, man. Yeah, and and just like kind of the, the the stability that I did not think was going to happen in a low top. I thought my ankles were going to be all over the place, but the way that my heel fit in the shoe was fantastic. Um, so I'm actually okay. looking at maybe just buying another one of those, but I just figured I'd, I'd, I'd throw the question out there to you. Well, my one of my things that I like to tell people is if you find that shoe that you feel is like perfect for you, stock up on those fucking things. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you'll, 
you, you never know when they'll re-release or if they'll re-release. Um, so that's, that's tip number one. Uh, the second thing is that if you like something like that, uh, you might like the PG2 is a really good shoe right now. Okay. Um, that one's not quite like a Kobe, but it's pretty close. Uh, the Kyrie, the Kyrie 4 is a good shoe. Uh, the Dame 4 is a good shoe also. And those are all kind of like that same, along the same lines. Um, cause like the Kobe's not like a crazy cushioned sneaker. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. So it's kind of neutral. So you still get that court feel and all that kind of good stuff out of the sneaker while still maintaining what you were talking about, like stability, traction, stuff like that. So sure. um, I, I'd probably go with the PG2s. I just put those on the other day because I was having some issues with the shoe that I was testing. Uh-huh. And I was like, damn, these are nice. Like, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> sometimes, perfect. That's yeah, exactly sometimes you forget because like, you like, yeah, you like run through so many pairs, or I do, and yeah, so like yeah, some, yeah. sometimes I forget, you know what I mean? But I put those back on, I was like, man, a PG2 is legit. Sure. Hey, so one one last question for you. You know, I don't know if you've heard through the grapevine in the shoe world that Clips and Drew have our own shoe fragrance coming out. Did you did you know this was happening? I did not. Oh, Soul Science and Clips and Drew have teamed up. Yep. Our fragrance okay. called Vesuvius will be out within the next two weeks. We're debuting yeah. it at our party on April 11th, which you're invited to. I don't think you can come. But you're always invited. Probably not, <laughs> Probably not but we extend <laughs> the invite. Of course. We just want to make I sure we got to make sure to get you a bottle. Okay. What do you mean okay? Sound Let's fucking excited it. about it, bro. It's our own shoe <laughs> fragrance. Jesus, dude. Hey. Well, I mean, I've had I've had a couple of uh, sneakers come out, so I was it's kind of like, "Oh shit." <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Excuse us. Sorry. He's always got to one one up me, dude. He's got sneakers. We have a fragrance. I'm looking at your sneakers in my house right now. They're still sitting in the box because I refuse to wear them because they're so dope. (laughs) Hey, Nightwing. They're pretty. They're pretty. They are pretty. They're going to stay in my collection forever, dude. Hey, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for coming on, dude. Um, Thank you for supporting us. We know you've been with us since the beginning. Um, And Mm -hmm. we just we wish you the best, dude. And we look forward to see what you what you have coming in the future, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys uh, a ton. you know, anytime you need me, just give me a holler. You know we will, dude. We appreciate it, dog. Best of luck with everything, and I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. For sure. All right. Take it easy, guys. Peace.